Welcome social media family. My name is Tracy Walker and this is my first podcast. So I'm excited about sharing some of the things that I've learned, some of the things that I've healed from, and just sharing information about myself within this podcast. Uh, So hopefully you can sit back, just listen and enjoy anything that I have to say. If there's uh, any problems, please do, or con- concerns, please do not hesitate to contact me um, via uh, my email, my work email, which is Tracy at traumahelpforwomen.org. Or you can kind of drop me a line um, at 877 601 THW. And just um, remember, you can call in at any time to express your feelings. This is all about trying to just have a conversation, being um, raw, honest. I might not be the most um, uh, knowledgeable on certain subjects, but then that's when I would actually bring people on so that you can actually hear their conversation, their interpretation. Uh, everything trauma will be discussed here, how I see it, and it'll be from my viewpoint. So I'm not going to um, share anybody else's experiences but my own as a female and as an African-American. I thought it important to come to you guys with the first podcast to share with you my experiences growing up and how trauma has affected me coming straight out of the womb and coming into a, a world where everything around me is a vibe that's been or a shame or somebody else's thoughts that have been placed on me because I had no thoughts. I didn't know negative. I didn't know positive. The vibrations of the world were compounded on me the minute I actually came out of the womb. Maybe even before then with my um, the trauma that my mom uh, experienced through her generational uh, family from you know coming over to the U.S. Uh, on slave ships and until today we um, we're talking about trauma that we're still trying to heal from. So let me just go back and I just want to warn you that some of the things are hard to hear, um, but it they just they need to be said. Um, because if they're not said or you don't know about them, then basically it didn't happen in, in your eyes. Um, so I needed to make sure that people know that these things are happening. They happen to the best of us, the worst of us. It doesn't even matter who it is. Um, trauma is going to hit a... a, a knock us over the head with some um, 
way that there's always some way that we actually need to deal with trauma, whether it's in our school systems, uh, being bullied, or whether we've been spanked as a child, or whether we get into a car accident. It's just no way to actually get through that, and the and the only way to help us recover is through support systems. And um, for me, that comes in the uh, the form of role models, teachers, people being in certain area, certain times of my life that actually helped me along the way to just give me that nudge that I needed to actually go forward and as the person I am. Sometimes people don't have that or they don't think they have that or maybe they want that and they're not getting it from the person that they, they want to get it from just because they actually need to heal from within. Um, I think everything starts with self-love, but we have to be able to know that that's an option for us and that we need to be able to do that because even in the womb it's not that we're getting self-love it's all it's we have to receive it and then we can interpret it and in turn internalize it and be able to model it for ourselves and I think that's where the disconnect is um but for me I, uh, coming to you kind of raw, um, out of different abuses. And I didn't realize that, that the trauma that I needed to heal from was affecting every aspect of my life from, you know, the, the age of awareness until now. So it's like, I have to continually take a walk um, through my battlefield and make sure that I'm, you know, have the support systems in place, um, you know, following positive people, making sure that I am projecting positive and, uh, speaking, you know, in such a matter where everything that I do is, you know, not in a negative light, but more in a positive light. And my vibration also is spilling that off. So where, you know, just in being happy, everything is really choices that we actually have to make um, when we're aware that, you know, that we're the only person that can do that. We're the only person that can make us happy. But we don't know that because most of the time the trauma that's happened to us or the shame that has been placed on us from society makes us who we are today. And so now we have to kind of educate ourselves to know that and go deeper than our own self to be like, hey, I don't need anybody else's shame. I can heal myself or with the assistance of someone, specifically of people who have like um, things that are really wrong that go within out with out of the realm of um, our own self worth, but just more chemical 
imbalances or physical ailments that may also be a barrier, we still have to be able to recognize that, yeah, just because it's, you know, a barrier, what can, that, what can support me through my own journey? So that's, you know, that's everybody else. That's everyone. So back to me and my journey and, uh, what, what made me who I am today and how I got here. So when, as you know, or maybe you don't know, um, I had a, a history of, uh, of abuse in my family and I was molested and sexually assaulted when I was growing up in my household by a man that my mom brought into the house. Um, I do not fault her for anything. She is only going by what she knew at the time. And the same with me. You can only know what you know until you know. And then when you know, you need to do better. I think that was a quote by Maya Angela. So for me, in my awareness, once I actually started to become aware, then I realized that I needed, and this is part of my slogan, to once I knew that I had a choice, I could take my choice back and start choosing correctly. Um, And so growing up, the the molestation had affected me and I didn't realize it. I just kind of like tried to push it away. And that's what a lot of us do. We just want to push it away. But let me go back to me because, and I'm not saying it's everyone. I'm just going, you know, going by what I see and I can only go and speak to my accounts. So let me go back to me. So I pushed it away and thought that I would actually, you know, forget about it and move on with my life. But in doing that, I found out that really it still was affecting me. It was haunting me. It was haunting me in my sleep. It was haunting the way I did stuff. It was haunting me in the choices that I actually made in my life. And I was all, I was manifesting what I knew in my childhood in my actual adult life. So I needed to be able to first recognize and be aware and be conscious of it. And once I was actually conscious that I was doing this, then I can start making changes. So when I was a child, you know, as a child, you kind of like just kind of model your parents and and do what they say is appropriate at the time because these are the belief systems that they actually believe um, because that's what was brought down to them and their family. So one of those things was child rearing. I used to have to um, go and sometimes pick my weapon, like going outside and getting a tree branch or getting the belt or getting the extension cord and bringing it bought, uh, brought to my mom. And 
and turned that instilled fear. Like I was really always scared, scared that I would do the wrong thing. You know, just my behavior was according to the whatever I thought was going to happen to me at the time. Um, And so like I had to change the way I did things just because I thought, you know, in order not to be able to get a spanking or get a, a beating with a gesichi cord that I shouldn't do certain things. So that came to who I chose, uh, who I brought home, who I associated myself with, all of that came into play. And so when I went off to school, I was, uh, had a certain fear just, uh, or, well, I guess that's what I will say it is a certain fear, um, instilled in me on certain things that I could do, even just when the teacher would say stuff. I remember, um, losing my barrette and my hair and staying after school and searching up and down the hallways and frantically, um, asking teachers, uh, if they seen a barrette, uh, in my hair, because when I went home, I knew I was going to get a spanking because I didn't have the barrette in my hair. So these were things that I actually grew up with. Um, like I said, I don't, you know, blame anyone. I don't blame myself. I don't blame how I was raised. This is just what happened. And this is what my mom knew. And that's, now what I've come to realize as an adult. So, you know, I've, you know, changed certain behaviors to recognize that these are my, you know, now I have my own choices and my own belief systems and I don't have to live the way I did as a child. Um, so going on and moving on, uh, as I got older, um, I invited certain things to happen to me that shouldn't have happened to me because of things that, or voices that I wasn't able to use for myself. Like one was being able to speak up for the things that were happening to me. And so that in turn invited um, uh, my mom's partner to take advantage of me to do certain acts to him when I was really young um, and also to get touched in a way where that wasn't appropriate. And even when I spoke these things to my mom, you know, she would say, you know, like, oh, I'll leave if it happens again. And it did. And then it, it, came, to, it came a point where my mom was like, well... If you don't like what's going on in the house, you can leave. Where was I going to go growing up in an inner city filled with crime um, uh, and corruption at, at the time? Um, what was happening on the outside was just far more worse than what was happening on the inside. Well, this was my belief as a child. And so I didn't want to leave my um, house to something that I didn't know or, you know, or another family that could possibly be worse. Um, So 
when I got off into high school, my grades, I was, you know, a smart child, but I know some, in some aspects, my grades suffered because of my own rebellion, you know, like I would sit in a class, I remember, and literally want attention um, by not doing the work, and that in turn affected my grades. It didn't bring attention, it, it just brought negative attention, um, but certain people were put into my life, certain teachers, that could see that I had potential, and it wouldn't, uh, rec- you know, what it, I wouldn't say wouldn't, but expect nothing but the best from me, and they would pull that out of me um, in certain ways, by the way they spoke to me, the way they called on me, the way they asked me questions, giving me a voice, and I appreciated that because that helped me uh, in my, uh, my little world know that there was, there was goodness in it, that I didn't have to actually believe um, all the negative things that were happening to me, that there was, there was good people in my, my little bubble. Um, so one of those people was a high school counselor. He came to me and he was like, so what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Who, uh, or what, um, do you aspire to, um, outside of the realm of right now? And I honestly could say, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. Well, have you decided on college? No, I didn't think about it. Uh, have you taken tests? And, you know, it was like just a requirement. Like I was literally being led by counselors, um, just like I was led throughout my childhood, um, to be who I was just because I didn't know any better. And um, the counselor was like, we're going to apply to Michigan State University. This program they have uh, is you, and I can see you prospering. And I was glad that he did that because I was able to go to college and see the world in a different light. And, And sometimes you don't get that when you're already in a place where you in this bubble that has never popped um that uh is full of shame and negative so when i left home and left by what i knew to be abuse and molestation and physical violence I thought it was just normal, but it wasn't. There, I saw a different way of living, and I knew that I needed more and I wanted more. But I didn't realize that I needed to heal. That I needed there was other things, there was other issues, there was trauma that needed to be healed, just like any physical wound that needs to be healed. You also need to be healed mentally and I didn't realize that through my walk and through my journey that that was a 
was a thing because in my world that wasn't a thing we didn't go and see counselors and uh and heal internally and i wouldn't say that that wasn't a thing in the african-american community that was just what was acknowledged a learned behavior from the trauma that we experienced as a community um, so it, it's not a stereotype it's more of a learned behavior from what was handed down through generations of people who were oppressed so now in this day of age that's what we see we see people now coming forward because people are by being inside and I'm kind of detouring a little bit from my history to just show what's happening now that there are people healing from their traumas because they're now being able to see that they're being allowed to heal and so you see people coming forward with their stories of horrific traumas that people weren't allowed to share because it was being suppressed by the outside world but when you're forced to kind of be in and take a look at yourself you start to see things that really needed that you can really heal from I'm just saying you know it might not happen to all of us but it happened to me a while back and so this is what I'm recognizing in the world of COVID now back to me so um, in college when um, uh, you know I know I had the smarts to be there but mentally I was still suffering I was suffering in my relationships and my boyfriends I would also I would you know ex- tell them like my history like almost like giving them my trauma and like handing it over to them something that they're not equipped to handle you know just so like somebody can share with me and support me that was almost like what I was doing and that wasn't what I should have been doing I guess you could call that a codependency um so I still needed to heal so it was still affecting me so I was able to graduate even though I could have graduated better what I needed to heal from uh, affected my classwork affected the things that I did um, uh, in my rela- my social or relationships with other individuals it just affected me so went in time and trying to get a job you know thinking I know it do it all um, you know because that's what we did when we we're young adults we we've been educated we we still need to grow but we still think that we we've, we're at that point now we're like okay we've got it at least this was my experience like I got it but I didn't have it because I knew that I didn't want to go home but I didn't have the job that I wanted so I one of the, my dating relationships I went out with someone who actually was in the military and I had fa- a couple family members to join the military so I in turn went to a recruiter and said well maybe this is where I need to need to be and I joined the military I joined the Navy 
and in turn the navy gave me security gave me a job it was my support system the support that i needed but i still hadn't healed from my trauma so i brought my trauma along with me into the military um and in the military uh you know and they taught me a lot of different things but one of the things that i found out was my work work ethic was on display and i knew that i could work like no other person but i also knew that i was young i was an african american and i was female and i found out that in the military you had to showcase what you knew in order to be able to be promoted and certain behaviors were on display the like if i was on time if i you know was educated enough to know uh, what i was doing in my job it was on display because i knew this because certain things would be said to me like are you on you need to be on time you um you know don't be like blah blah and so i knew right then and there i would actually have to work twice as hard because of my color and because i was a female so i was always working harder and in turn i got rewarded with awards with promotion so i knew that i could work i knew that was that was a way that I could actually achieve what I've always longed to achieve. Uh, um, and I thought that this would be a way that could prove that this trauma didn't matter, that I could be who I, who I am. And this, this, this violence that haunted me was not important because the way I was important was through my works. <laughs> but once again, I found out that that wasn't true because of the relationships that I was attracting, hence manifesting from my childhood. And I will stop there. And this will be a conversation for my next podcast. Thanks for listening.